Podcast One Production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 11th of January. A decision will be made later today if a COVID lockdown for Greater Brisbane will be extended after a local hotel cleaner was infected with the highly contagious UK strain of the virus. It follows two straight days of no community transmission in Queensland, but the state's top doctor has refused to confirm if restrictions will be lifted. But AMA Queensland President Chris Perry remains positive. See how many cases come up. Hopefully there's still none. Um, If there are none, I would expect the restrictions to be at least partially lifted, uh, and that is uh, the right way to go. Authorities are still waiting on the test results from more close contacts of the infected cleaner. Meantime, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has again criticised the border shutdowns after the recent Sydney COVID outbreaks. But I just ask uh, other state leaders to please talk to us before they close their border to New South Wales and uh, give us a chance to demonstrate our capacity to get on top of the virus without adversely impacting our citizens. The latest COVID numbers are expected to be released for New South Wales, Queensland and Victoria later this morning. Overseas now in the UK's COVID-19 death toll has risen above 80,000 as it continues to struggle to deal with the highly infectious new strain. Testing is set to be ramped up this week as well as widespread vaccinations with around 2 million people already receiving the jab. UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock has told Sky the contagious new variant is a major issue. It's been a difficult start to 2021. It always was going to be. This is the time of year when when viruses find it easiest to spread. And we've got this new variant, which is so much more contagious. Calls are continuing for US President Donald Trump to be removed from office just 10 days before he officially is set to leave the White House. Democrats are moving forward with an impeachment effort after last week's violent attack on the US Capitol, but now a growing number of the president's own Republican Party members are calling for him to resign. Senator Pat Toomey has told America's NBC Mr Trump needs to go. Well, I think the best way for our country, Chuck, is for the president to resign and go away as soon as possible. Um, I acknowledge that may not be likely, but uh, I think that would be best. does not look as though there is um, the will or the consensus to exercise the 25th Amendment option, and I don't think there's time to do an impeachment. There's 10 days left before the president leaves anyway. I think the best thing would be a resignation. And Cricket Australia has launched an official inquiry along with New South Wales Police after spectators were ejected from the SCG over alleged racial abuse. Play was stopped as security investigated claims of comments over India's Mohammed Siraj, but fans are denying any wrongdoing. Coach Justin Langer says there is no place for this in the sport. And the more you get educated and the more you understand... um, the more sickening it is when you hear of you know, racial discrimination um, as has been alleged today. The spectators left voluntarily denying the claims and we'll have more on this story coming up a little later in Sport with Tony Squires. 
now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. A number of new COVID health alerts have been issued for southwestern Sydney. A Bankstown shopping centre has been listed as a potential exposure site. Our reporter James Royce has the details. The alert was issued last night with New South Wales Health confirming that a positive case had shopped at Bankstown Central Shopping Centre with anyone who went to the Target, Meyer, Smiggle, Big W, Best and Less and the Food Courts of Porto last Wednesday between 11.30am and 2pm, told to get tested immediately, then self-isolate until they get a negative result back. The same advice applies to anyone who went to the centre's Big W of Porto and Smiggle last Friday afternoon between 1.30 and 2.30pm. Now, this follows an additional three locally acquired cases across New South Wales yesterday. They're all tied to either the Avalon or Borella clusters. While Victoria is rejecting claims from New South Wales leader Gladys Berejiklian that it didn't provide any notice before announcing on New Year's Eve that its border would close to her state. Meantime, it seems WA's hard border is set to stay. It was reinstated at the weekend after the detection of that UK COVID strain in Brisbane, causing a mad dash for flights heading west. And as our Perth reporter Adam Hemmings explains, the WA Premier is not keen to make any quick changes. That's right, Tash. Mark McGowan says he cannot make any commitments despite Queensland recording two days of no locally acquired cases. He's made it clear that even if the lockdown in Brisbane is lifted tonight, health advice will determine what happens with WA's border and that he wants to be very cautious. Once you open a border, then it starts again and there's more cases and then you have to close the border again. So I think caution works. Recent arrivals from Queensland must isolate for 14 days when they touch down in the West. And Mr McGowan says even if there's more evidence of no community transmission in the Sunshine State, they'll still have to serve their two-week quarantine. And the southeast part of the country is bracing for a heat wave. The Weather Bureau is warning Australians to take extra care and stay hydrated, with temperatures soaring to the low 40s in some areas. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details, and M, fire danger ratings are also a concern. That's right, Tash. South Australia, Victoria, and Tasmania are in for a scorcher as a heat wave moves in from the west. Forecaster Jonathan House says temperatures will really intensify today. Monday is going to be the real peak day right across the southeast. So on Monday, looking at temperatures getting up to the high 30s to even low 40s inland as well. 37 in both Adelaide and Melbourne and a scorching 36 in Hobart. Strong winds are also expected across much of the day with elevated fire danger ratings in place. It's looking severe for parts of Victoria and Tasmania, while extreme fire ratings are predicted for South Australia. After the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we are joined by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Aussie shares are set to start the week on the rise. Exactly right, Tash. The win by the Democrats in the rerun of the Georgia Senate vote was expected to be banned for stocks, but money speaks all languages. And that's because the Democrats will spend more money putting Americans back to work. Australian shares are poised to open modestly high, with Wall Street recently records yet again over the weekend because of this stimulus spending of the Democrats. President-elect Joe Biden said he will detail later this week a plan calling for trillions in more spending to help Americans hit hard by the pandemic. And Peter, as we start 2021, what are the investment experts saying about stocks and super for the year ahead? 
Well, a lot of people are negative, Tash, but last week Bloomberg did its annual survey of the world's biggest investment banks, brokers and asset management operations, which covered over 50 assessments. Now, the bottom line and conclusion was to be long stocks. The likes of Goldman Sachs sees a 13% rise for US stocks, and local market expert Shane Oliver from AMP Capital thinks our market will outperform Wall Street, and this has to be good for our super funds. And Peter, talking about outperformance, Australia is set to outperform the US stock market as the chaos continues in the States. Yep, the consensus is that the combined mega hit of huge fiscal stimulus here, local interest rates being at record lows and vaccinations will conspire to make stocks the assets worth chasing right around the world. Now, Australia is in the box seat as we are the third best performing country when it comes to beating the coronavirus. New Zealand is number one. Taiwan is uh, number two, and we take the bronze medal. This should set us up for a quick economic rebound compared to most other countries, and this will give uh, lots of good company profits, and our share prices will reflect that. Fingers crossed for the year ahead. Peter, thank you so much. Time to check sport now with Tony Squires. And, Tony, the Aussies are looking good to wrap up the Sydney Test. Yes, Natasha, it'd need to be a record run chase from India at the SCG. And with both openers gone late yesterday and a couple of other batters nursing injury, the Aussies should be 2-1 up in the series by this evening. Steve Smith was terrific again after struggling in the first two tests, but maybe the best news was the knock from young all-rounder Cameron Green, scoring his first half-century in terrific style. The pitch is a bit up and down, and there's some spin there for Nathan Lyons. I'm calling an Australian win. Good call, Tony. And also, it hasn't been all good news, though, with the cricket. There's been some truly ugly moments. Claims from Indian players of racial abuse from members of the crowd has led to a group of alleged fans being evicted. Young fast bowler Mohammad Siraj complained to the umpires after feeling on the boundary. And there's some conjecture about what was said precisely, but there's just no place for abuse. Get rid of them. Still with cricket, a brilliant performance from Dan Christian tipped the Sydney Sixers over the heat on the last ball in the Big Bash last night. And Tony, finally, in golf, the mad scientist continues to do some crazy things. And we're not talking about Bryson DeChambeau believing he's going to live to 130 or 140, which he does. <laughs> what can't be argued is how well the beefed-up Bryson is hitting the ball. Now, he's knocked a drive 400 metres onto the green on a par four at the US PGA Tour of Champions. Now, naturally, Bryson had been working hard on his game over the break. He said, and I quote, I spent my off-season swinging my butt off as hard as I can, whereas I spent my off-season trying to make the perfect Negroni. So who wins? (laughs) We all do. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning and as we reported earlier, some parts of the country are set to see scorching temperatures over the next few days. Brisbane partly cloudy this Monday with a top of 28. 28 degrees also on the way for Sydney today and sunny. Melbourne, gosh, 37 degrees hot and mostly sunny. 
33 and sunny for Canberra. Very hot conditions today expected for Hobart with a late shower or two expected and a top of 36 degrees. 37 and partly cloudy today for Adelaide. Sunny and 32 on the way today for Perth and a shower or two expected for Darwin with a possible storm and a high of 33. And one Queensland woman is determined to get her finances back on track for the new year. 59-year-old Cathy Jasmine Rado is suing one of the biggest gambling companies in Australia, claiming she lost her winning $2 million lottery ticket. Cathy says she purchased the ticket with cash from a Cairns news agency in January 2014. And seven years on, Cathy says she is still searching for the ticket and proof she paid for it, even telling the Courier-Mail newspaper she has used psychics to try and find the winning ticket. The case is set to be heard again in court next month. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review, and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.